We are toward the tail end of this series that we've been in uh, on 1 John, and um, it has been awesome. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope that you've been able to grow from it. I hope you've been able to learn some things through it. Uh, I know I sure have. I have uh, picked up some good, new, fresh perspective from this series. So I hope the same for you. One of my personal favorites is on was the, the Antichrist. Like it was so applicable. It was so uh, relevant to this day and age, this world we're in, our society. It was so helpful for me. Um, you can catch all of them on YouTube, on our website, you name it, you can find it. Um, but I would strongly recommend that you you check them out if you missed any of them, because every single week has been helpful for me personally, and uh, and I hope the same for you. Th- this week is kind of a big topic. It's kind of throughout all of Scripture, but um, we're going to lean into it today, and it's it's about God's love. Uh, today's Scripture is um, the the Scripture that says God is love. And so we're going to dive into this. And uh, before uh, we get too far into it, let's go ahead and just pray together that, uh, that God would be able to speak, uh, that we would be able to receive his word. So can you join me? Lord, we love you. We thank you for uh, this opportunity to come together uh, to learn more about you and your word. God, we pray that you would open our hearts, you would open our minds to receive this word and I pray that your will would be done, that you would speak so clearly, uh, that you would just simply use me as a vessel to, to speak your word. Uh, we want your will to be done more than anything here today. And we pray that you would, you would move us in a new, fresh way, that you would show us a, a new perspective, a new glimpse of your love and how amazing it is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So the, the scripture we're going to be coming from today is 1 John chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 8 through 10 to get us started. So I'll read us through this here. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And we're going to dive into what type of, what kind of love we're talking about. By this The love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Amen. Is that not amazing or what? Not that he loved, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. That is so powerful in itself, isn't it? I just, that, that just rings in my ear as I say that. Um, yes, that, that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I don't know about you guys. Um, I don't use the word propitiation very often. So um, just a quick death. Um, Quick definition for you, it, it's the act of appeasing or making well. In this case, it's turning away from the wrath of God and receiving a gift in return, Jesus Christ. 
our Savior. Amen? Today is a big topic, love. We, we all need it. We all need love, don't we? Uh, and yet there's so many different ways that we use the word love. We use it in a lot of, of different ways. And so I'm going to try to clarify the, the type of love that we're talking about when we say God is love. Because in some ways we kind of cheapen the word love, don't we? We kind of cheapen it. So try to, to bring some substance to the word here before we get too far into it. And, and to get us started, uh, one of the, the types of love that we know of is uh, the romantic love, the, the eros in the Greek, the eros kind of love. Um, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of illustrate this through a story. Um, and it's the story of the time that uh, Tara and I broke up. So here we go. Um, I was practicing this yesterday in the dining room, and uh, and I say I say exactly what I just said to you guys. This, I'm going to tell you about the story about when Tara and I broke up, and Roman whipped his. He was playing with his toys. He whipped his head around. He said, "What?" <laughs> it's like, "Yep, it happened, bud." Um, so uh, long before you. So we were we were. Uh, pretty young. I mean, we, we met when we were 19 and 17, and she was still living in Memphis, so it was still the whole long-distance relationship thing. And for a period of time, um, I had been telling Tara, like, as we hung up the phone, love you, like, you know, as we're doing the whole, no, you hang up first, no, you hang up first, no, you hang up first, love you, you know, it's kind of like one of those type of thing. And, um, and so for a period of time, I had been telling her, I love you, as we would hang up the phone. Well, in this particular conversation, um, we, were, we were talking for a while, and uh, it started to come to light that what I meant by saying, um, love you, as we hung up, was more of a, I like you a lot. Um, and it wasn't so much of like, I'm committing my whole life to you kind of love. I see some heads nodding, so I really appreciate that uh, because, um, because that's what it meant to, to me. Uh, but as she was coming to grips with what I meant by I love you, which, you know, sounds ridiculous because I'm saying I love you, but um, what she, she took from it was the latter, the like, uh, you're, I'm in it for the long haul kind of love. And so when she was coming to grips with this, she was a huge fan. I mean, she loved hearing that, uh, that it wasn't that, um, and there's loads of sarcasm in that. Um, but uh, it was it was this conversation that I'm like, oh no, this is not this is not what I'm no, I didn't want all of this. And she's like, I think we need to take a break. And have you ever realized how much you value something once you don't have it? <laughs> so it took me a whole 24 hours to come to grips with. You know, I really uh, maybe it is more than I just like her a lot. Um, I want, I, I can't think of life without her. And I realized this is, this is more serious. This is like, I want to live life with kind of love. And so we have this romantic kind of love. Uh, I gave you two versions, kind of the infatuation side and the, the long-term covenant side. 
of romantic love. We've got family kind of love. The, the Greek word for this is storge, storge kind of love, the family kind of love, the brotherly kind of love, the philia love, where we have brotherly love, you and I together, right? This philia love. There's also a, a type of love, a complacency kind of love, I'll call it. And this kind of love is more of like a pleasing to me kind of love. It's somewhat of a selfish kind of love. Um, and it can be bigger things. It can be smaller things. So, you know, we say things like, oh, I love sports, right? We say things like that. Uh, we, we say, I love donuts, right? Uh, thank you, Jesus, for donuts. Um, we, we, we say these types of things, but that's kind of like a pleasing to me uh, kind of love. And like I said, some, we've cheapened the word love by using it in that regard sometimes. But today we're talking about a benevolent love, a love that has good will to it. It's a selfless kind of love. It's a self-giving for the benefit of others kind of love. It's a, it's a love that is committed to truth. No matter what the circumstances are around me, no matter what life is throwing my way, this is a love that goes past that, that goes through that kind of love. It's agape love. God's love for us is a agape love. It's immeasurable, it's incomparable, it's perfect, unconditional kind of love. It's surely sacrificial. It's a pure, pure love. And this kind of love is a divine kind of love. It's a love that's not natural just for us as human beings. It's not a natural kind of love. This is a, a divine love that comes from God. He is the very source of this kind of love. And so in order for us to have this kind of love, we must, we must know him. Like we've been talking about through this series, really knowing him. And when we look at the fruit of the spirit, love is a fruit of the spirit. This is a spiritual kind of love. So you, you can't have this love without knowing him. And so the very first scripture that we looked at said, the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. That's why it says that scripture, because it, it comes from him. So if you don't have it, you don't know him. Makes sense, right? Right? But if we do have it, we are to be people of love. We are to be people of love. We are, I was actually at breakfast um, with someone Friday morning and we were just talking, you know, enjoying our breakfast. And I noticed um, he, was, he was talking to the waitress, like really like trying to, it's early in the morning, you know, he's trying to, hey, what's your name? And he's trying to like 
almost build a relationship with the waitress. And later on in the conversation, we were talking about God and the things he's doing and the ways we're trying to live this life and so on and so forth. And, and he pointed out, you know, that's the, the type of love that we're talking about is just simply talking to the waitress, not looking past the waitress, but how are you? What's going on? And opening up a, a, a way, an avenue for there to be a rela- relationship built, for you to be able to plant a seed possibly, for maybe her to open up about what's going on in her life. It's, it's a love that goes beyond just going through life and the motions. It's a love that we have, that we want to, to give to others as well. We are to be a people of love, and we're going to dive into that way, way more next week, so don't miss next week, but God himself is love. It's not just a quality that he possesses. It's his very nature. It's his essence. This is who our God is. He, he loves. And we know that, that he has other attributes, other character traits uh, that we see in scripture, right? It says God is just, he's sovereign, he's eternal, He's holy, he's righteous. Scripture tells us all of these these attributes, character traits of God, and they don't take away from one another. They they complement one another. He is all of those things all at the same time simultaneously. Our God is amazing. He's amazing. He, He has eternal love. In the book of John, it tells us Jesus was, uh, that God loved Jesus before the very foundation of the world. He's loved long before any, anything was even around, and he'll continue to love for eternity. God is love. He has eternal love. He has holy love. His love is just. So these things complement one another, which makes it this unbelievably pure and holy, unconditional kind of love. This is the type of love that we're talking about when we say God is love. It's, it's it. It is it. And this is the love that he has for you. This is the kind of love that he has for you. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us first. Isn't that awesome? That he loved us first. He loves you so much that he calls you his child. He calls you his child. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God. I mean, think about how much you love your kids. Think about how much you love your kids. Now, some of you might be thinking, which one? Now, shame on you, <laughs> but I, I kind of get it sometimes. But no, uh, we love our kids, right? We love our kids. I mean, you can't even like put into words how much you love them. And God Almighty, creator of everything, all-knowing, all-powerful, 
eternal God calls you his child. Is that not amazing? Is that not astonishing that our big God, he calls little old me his child? That is, is unbelievable. And, and just the, the greatness of God, I've, I've been uh, having a lot of different conversations with a lot of different people. And I feel like if we could just come to grips with how great, how big, how unbelievable our God is, and just begin to kind of understand, because we can't even comprehend his greatness. And I would encourage you to go on YouTube, look up Louis Giglio's How Great Is Our God. Look that up. It's about a 40-minute sermon, and he does nothing but try to put into words how amazing our God is. And I'll tell you, when I watched it, it's a few years old, uh, but when I watched it the first time, I was sitting on my parents' couch, and by the end of it, I'm just like <laughs> crying like a baby, just like, uh, oh my, I was just blown away. That God calls me his child. It's unbelievable. But the, the, the best, most clear, most amazing way that he shows his love for you and I is when Jesus died on that cross for our sins. Amen? He didn't just send some random person, did he? He sent his, his one and only son to be crucified just so that you and I could be reconciled to him. Think about that. Now, this is, this is the good news. Uh, this is the gospel. This is the, the whole thing, right? This is the root of it all. This is our, our good news that we want to spread. But sometimes we can fly right past this because we've heard it so many times, right? We've heard about Christ dying on, uh, on the cross for our sins. That, but when we really think about and take a moment just to think about the, the lashings that he took, the, the piercing that he took, hanging and suffocating and trying to just gasp for air, and then on top of the physical, our pure, holy, sinless Savior had to endure all the darkness and the filth. You know how, you know how when you, you mess up and you fall short in that, that filth that you kind of feel? He took that on for the whole world, for all eternity, hanging there on that cross. just so you and I could spend eternity with him in heaven. Isn't that love? That is unbelievable love. That's can't comprehend kind of love because I know all the junk I've done. And he went through all of that for me, for you. Unbelievable kind of love. This statement here, really hit me, uh, so hopefully it lands for you as well. Because I don't know about you guys, but when I, when I think about the cross and, and what he did for me, a lot of times I, my mind immediately goes to the sin that he removed. That's, that's kind of where my mind first 
that's where it goes first, is just removing the sin. But rather than that, if we could replace that with first thinking of how great his love is for me, that he would go through that, that our first thought would be, man, that is crazy, reckless kind of love. It's a whole like different perspective that really hit me uh, when, I, when I thought to myself, first thinking about how amazing his love is. Let's look at, um, let's look at some scriptures here to kind of back this up because we're gonna go through a few scriptures about his sacrifice, the, uh, him being crucified for our sins. And let's look at the motivation behind why he did it. So let's go to Romans chapter five, verse eight. It says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This also shows the degree of love that he has for us because clearly right here, we didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. We sung about that, didn't it? Didn't we? We didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. We are sinners, but yet he died for us. John chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, that one would lay down his life for his friends. John chapter three, verse 16. The most popular of them all, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Because of his amazing love for us, we get to spend eternity with him. What greater gift could we possibly ask for than to just spend eternity with our creator and our savior? Amen? Amen. Well, let's jump to 1 John chapter 14. We're gonna jump forward to, uh, did I say chapter 14? Chapter four. Uh, Good luck finding chapter 14. Um, (laughs) Chapter four, verse 15. We're gonna read 15 through 18. Uh, So we'll read through this here real quick. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. For God is love. Just keeps hitting that. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us. God's love, I'm gonna pause here for a second because as I, was, as I was preparing this and studying this, something that was just kind of cool to me, it, it, it goes over and over and it, it reiterates that if you love God, you know him, he abides in you, he, in, and he abides in you. You abide in him, he abides in you. And it goes over and over that, right? And so as I was kind of laying this out, as you know, we, we've already covered that he loved us first. So uh, God's, love is him, we've talked about giving of himself, giving of himself so that we could be happy, 
so that we could have eternal life with him. And, and as we experience and really come to grip with that love that he has for us, we then turn around and we give of ourselves to him. We give of ourselves to him to try to make his heart happy. I thought that was a cool little cycle that we, we go through, that he abides in, in you and you abide in him. And, and our love, we just exchange in this, this love cycle of, of just this selflessness and this, this uh, we end up, it's, it's that benevolent love ends up serving that complacent kind of love where it pleases to experience that benevolent kind of love. Picking back up where we left off, verse uh, 17, I think we left off. So by this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so also are we in the world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. So, uh, you guys know me. You see the whiteboard. I love the whiteboard. All right, I love whiteboards. If you don't know that, you'll come to know that. Um, but my, I'm a visual person, right? I, I just am. I'm a visual person. Uh, my mind kind of works in a certain way, so hopefully this will help someone else as well. Um, but to kind of break this down, this, this verse is talking about the day of judgment, punishment, right? That we are not to live in fear. So I, I kind of, I'm also kind of a mathematical person, so uh, welcome to class. Um, so we know that this, the, the wages of sin is death. And this scripture talks about punishment, okay? So I, I'm going to uh, replace punishment with death here. But we know that the, the wages of sin are death. Class, you with me? <laughs> all right. We also know that we are all sinners. We know that we all fall short of the glory of God. So you and I, we are all sinners. We all sin. Okay? Doing good. All right. <laughs> so, uh, again, mathematical kind of nerd, but uh, we can replace, we can, we can knock out sin and sin here, and we can pull these together and say that this equals this, right? Yeah. All right? So you and I, it, it, we were set up, it feels like, from the beginning, right? Like, the wages of death is sin, and yeah, you're definitely going to sin, all right? So that's kind of what we were born into, is, is this. We're, we're all set up for this. But the love of God comes into play. Jesus, our Savior, comes into the picture. And his love is so amazing, like we've been talking about, he says no. This isn't going to work, not for my kid. He comes in here. He says, no. I'm going to take your place. I, I'm going 
I'm going to take your place. I'm going to make a way so that, that we can spend eternity together. And the cool part is, because <laughs> our God's this cool, he says, you know what? Let me even, let, uh, let me twist this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conquer this thing. I'm going to raise from the grave. We're going to spend eternity together. This is the good news, right? This is the good news. And this is why this scripture says we can have confidence. We can have confidence because look what he did. We don't have to live in fear. It's easy to. It's, hey, we're good at it, aren't we? But we don't have to. We can live in confidence because Devin's math equation right here <laughs> says that Jesus conquered death. He took our place. He conquered death. And now we get to live with his resurrection power forever. We get to live with him for eternity. So if you're not a math nerd uh, and you like uh, other, other ways of grasping things, here's, let's take another approach. Uh, I was thinking through this and... Um, and, and I put myself, I know some, some work at law firms, so we're going to the court. We're going, uh, we're going to court, and let's just say you are on trial, right? You are on trial, and the opposing attorney stands up with a little smirk on his face. I like to think of him as the devil. And he stands up with a smirk on his face, and he starts listing out, he or she is guilty of stealing, of lying, of, of lusting, of not obeying their father, their mother, not obeying the Sabbath, and just goes on and on and on down the list. Your Honor, I have evidence. I have proof. They are guilty of all of it. And with his little smirk face, sits down thinking it's a done deal. And then the judge, the judge that we're talking about that day of judgment, right? The judge stands up off of his seat, walks down from the podium and stands right next to you. And he says, he looks to the whole courtroom and says, my client is guilty, guilty of all of it. I mean, multiple times guilty of all of it. But I'm, I'm going to take on the sentence. My, my client is free. I take that sentence. And then he goes back up to the judgment seat, slams the gavel, and it's a done deal. And you're free. You're free. Thank you, Jesus is right. Thank you, Lord, for, for making a way for us so we can live confidently knowing that we are free because our Savior loves us enough to go to the extent that he did. And another cool thing that scripture tells us is there's nothing that can take it away. There's nothing that can take that kind of love, God's love away from us. Let's jump to Romans chapter eight, verse 35. It says, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress 
persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. Jump into verse 37. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, nor unemployment, nor a a fight with my spouse, nor whatever you throw my way, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we can live confidently now. We can live with overwhelming conquer spirits that we have. We can live victorious because he's already done it 2,000 years ago. Amen? That's the kind of love that God has for us. You guys can stand with me. We'll wrap things up here. Today, today, I, 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 the whole message, guys, is that God is so stinking in love with you. He is crazy about you. That, that is the message. And we know all of our flaws and we are our own worst critics. So sometimes it's hard to like really grasp how that could be. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I struggle with that sometimes. How, Lord? Like, how could you be that crazy about me? But he is so stinking crazy about you. I, um, when Tara was pregnant with Indy, um, I got to be honest with you guys. While she was pregnant and, you know, even though the belly was, was, uh, getting a little larger. I was really struggling to like connect, like like to appreciate as much the moment. Like I, I, uh, I was struggling to like love, honestly, I'm just being honest, to, to love uh, our baby. Like I didn't have the connection and Tara's just like, oh, you know, she's just like, oh my goodness, I just, you know, and she's, She's pregnant, so she's got the emotions going anyway. So she's just like so connected and already just madly in love. And I think some some of you guys can probably, you're right there with me, hopefully. Guys, thank you. All right. Appreciate that, Steve. Um, it's, it's, I, I was struggling because I, I didn't feel that love. And, and, and honestly, I also didn't want Tara to be like, you don't even care. Like, what do I, so like, there's times where I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of faking it till I make it kind of thing, if I'm being real with y'all. Like, because uh, I, I just didn't have the connection that she had. I mean, obviously, physically, like there's extra going on there. But um, I, I didn't have it, and I, I kind of felt bad. Like, I just didn't, I didn't feel that love. And, um, and so then... Uh, these are like thoughts that you like just think in your head that you normally don't share with people, but I just thought it'd be awesome to share with everyone. Um, I, uh, I was 
really struggling and, and I started to get a little worried. Like, is this ever gonna hit me? You know, like, she's like madly in love clearly. And, and I just, I don't, I'm not there. And so we, we go to the hospital and um, Terry gets induced and we're there, you know, for a long period of time. And we're just kind of waiting for this thing to happen. And, and it's just kind of happening, you know, just, it's all just happening and somewhat of a blur. Um, and it's, it's now uh, midnight and we're getting really darn close. And, um, and finally, this baby is here. And the doctor has the baby. And I'm like, gosh, that's like really a baby. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow. Uh, and, and so I'm like, wow, this is crazy, you know? And, and there's still, I mean, this is all happening in, in a moment, in an instant, right? It's still a, a baby. Like I've, I know it's ours, but like there's not this connection, right? Like I've, I've seen babies, like, and it's kind of like, I know it's mine, but like not the connection. And then as the doctor went to hand the baby up to mama, the baby opened her eyes and looked right. into my eyes and in that moment I was madly in love I mean like it, it just like went through me tidal wave of love that's just a glimpse love that God has for you. That's just a, a glimpse 